Hey, thanks for being here. Appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, we are waiting for a phone call from Congresswoman Debbie Lesko. We are going to have a conversation with if we're able to get her. Um, we had this set up uh, the other day, so hopefully she'll be calling in here in just a couple of moments to talk about her run for the uh, for the Maricopa County Supervisor seat that's being vacated at the end of this year. Clint Hickman has decided not to run again. There will be multiple people running. It's an important job. We'll talk about that, the government shutdown, which is, again, another topic that we've got to talk about, the possibility of a shutdown. Um, and what that would mean for all of us. And so uh, there's a lot of important things that are happening in Washington, D.C. They're going to affect us locally. So joining us right now is Congresswoman Debbie Lesko. Congresswoman, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, Mike. It's a great privilege to be on your show. I, I want to start with your decision to not run again, your decision to leave Washington, D.C., because it surprised some people. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about that decision making? What made you decide to leave D.C.? Yeah, the, the primary reason that I decided is because I miss my family. Um, in May 7th, it will be six years that I've served in D.C. And Congress people spend about, on average, three weeks out of every month uh, working in Washington, D.C. We fly back and forth uh, and, and to Washington, D.C. and back. And I always have to cram in seeing all my family in like a day or two. And... I would continue to sacrifice doing that if I felt that we were really uh, getting a lot of stuff done. But with a Democrat Senate, a Democrat president, um, it's hard to move the ball. The U.S. House of Representatives can stop bad things from happening, but it's really frustrating right now in Washington, D.C. Is it frustrating as well being a Republican representative and seeing sometimes the rift and the division within the party and the caucus in the House? Well, I wish we could unite because the Democrats, so they also have differences, but they always unite around a cause to push forward their radical agenda. And I really think Republicans need to do a better job of trying to unite. Now, we're just independent thinkers. We think differently than the Democrats, right? So there's a lot of different opinions. Um, and so I hope we can get it done for the sake of our country. So let's talk about some of the specifics. Let's start with the border. One of the frustrations I have is with both political parties that I think we now have an agreement. We've heard the president. We've heard people on his side of the aisle call the border a crisis, the border security issue a crisis. Everyone is calling it a crisis. There was a piece of legislation that did not see the light of day in the Senate, and it wouldn't have seen the light of day in the House. But it looked like a starting point. What is the holdup with getting both parties to sit down and try to hammer something out on the border security issue when it seems like everybody agrees now it's a crisis. Well, finally, Biden and the Democrats even say it's a crisis after all these years of saying there was no crisis, the border was secure. It's because it's election year and they know the polling is against them on border security. And so they're trying to change their tune. But I, I really don't believe them that they're actually one to secure the border because they're 
to this point, everything they've done has been for an open border. Now, in the U.S. House of Representatives, we passed a bill, H.R. 2, mm-hmm. which is a very strong border security bill. We did it last May of 2023. The Senate won't hear it. The problem with the Senate uh, bill that came out recently was that I think it would have been worse. It actually would have made the long-term situation worse because it would have put into law that it's okay that 4,999 illegal immigrants on average per day can cross our border. And and that right now the law is very strong. It's just Biden isn't enforcing it. The law is if they come across claiming uh, asylum, you're supposed to detain them, right? But instead, the Biden administration is incentivizing all these people to cross our border. As you know, there's what about eight and a half million people that have crossed our border since Biden has been in office, and this has just got to stop. So if we had passed that. Senate bill, I think it would have actually made the situation worse and tied the hands for a Republican president who actually wants to secure the border in the future. But it, was there a place as a starting point with that piece of legislation that you believe you could get the two sides to sit down and hammer out an agreement that isn't as as tough as H.R. 2, but is much better than what you saw in the Senate bill that there could have been an agreement this year? Well, that's always the hope, but I don't, I, quite frankly, I don't see it because President Biden on day one, he stopped construction of the border wall. He reversed the Trump policies. He didn't want to do remain in Mexico. He kept insisting until this election year that the border was secure. Everything was fine. There was no problem. We're making it all up. And now all of a sudden, because it's an election year problem for him, he finally admits that there's a crisis at the border. He has the laws in place right now, right today. He could reinstate remain in Mexico. He could do other things that Trump did to to solve the problem. But he won't. He won't. And his actions have speak louder than his words. Uh, Congresswoman Debbie Lesko is joining us for a few moments. Uh, very quickly, let me shift to the possibility of a government shutdown without a deal being made. Now, you've got uh, Senator Schumer in the Senate and you've got the Speaker of the House, Johnson, obviously pointing fingers at each other and blaming each other. Is there going to be something done? Are we going to see something happening with a CR, maybe something else to push this down the road further? Are we really in danger of a shutdown this week? I wish I knew. You know, we had a Republican conference call um, just the other night and nothing came out of it. I mean, it was very disappointing. And that's one of the reasons that I have decided not to run for reelection. It's just very, very frustrating um, that, that we don't get a lot of information, even as members of the Republican Congress. Now, I understand that our speaker, who is a great man, has been really trying to negotiate border security in the budget. But, you know, I don't know where that's going. Um, Everything, all of the negotiations were not revealed to me and the other members. And part of the reason, quite frankly, that the speaker can't say to even his own members what is exactly going on is because it gets leaked to the media. I mean, in our Republican conference meetings in Washington, D.C., 
everything that is being said by our speaker is being live tweeted by media outlets. And so there's some kind of person in our conference or a staff member that is leaking everything we say. So it's hard to strategize when everything's already out in the public. So I think that's why he's holding the cards close to his vest right now. All right. So let's talk about what's next before I let you go, because you're not even going to take a breath. You are jumping right back out of the frying pan into the fire. You're going to run for the West Valley supervisor seat. Um, why run for another political office? And, and uh, you know, I'm, you've got a lot of support behind you. But why do this now? Getting out of the Congress, but jumping into local politics again. Well, Mike, I've been involved in the Republican Party um, politics for over 20 years. I've been a Republican precinct committeeman, so I am not going to stop doing it, right? And so I was retiring from Congress because I want to be close to my family. But all of a sudden, you know, Clint Hickman uh, says he's not running for re-election. A few people texted me, said, you should, you should consider doing this. And I thought about it, and I'm like, it's the same district. I know these people that I, I've served with them either in the for them either in the state legislature or in Congress. And so I know all these people. This is a natural fit and I know what the issues are in the West Valley, and I want to continue to help them. So all of a sudden, God has opened up this other path for me, and I'm really excited about it. I am really excited about it. Well, I wish you the best. I'm looking forward to having you back in Arizona, and hopefully we can get you in studio when you're here full time and kind of talk about your time in service with the legislature and, and this run for office and kind of nail down some other things and what's motivating you and what you want to get done. But I appreciate the time today, and I look forward to talking to you in the future. Thank you so much, Mike, and thanks to your audience. All right. Thanks a lot. That is Congresswoman Debbie Lesko.